That's all it is, Miles. A leap of faith. Surprise, Sydney. And what is up, Cinemaniacs? Thank you guys for clicking on this episode today. My name is Dwayne from the Cinemania World Podcast. You are listening to the Cinemania World Podcast. What you're about to listen to is the Oscar Prediction Show with larry Alyssa, and leo from the cinemania world team now i know i know what you're gonna say god Dwayne, you guys have been away from this podcast forever when are you guys coming back we are coming back with our full shows cinemania live cinemania world all those sh- all those episodes will be coming back to the podcast just bear with us we've had a busy week planning a bunch of stuff for the podcast a bunch of big stuff for the podcast a bunch of new interviews just a lot of things going on screenings and stuff like that but we will be back in full force to talk about all things movie and television there have been a lot going on this weekend slash week i guess i would say so just bear with us and be patient the podcast will be back in its full form very very soon most likely this week uh this week you know, after this episode, uh, we're most likely going to be having, of course, uh, the box office show with Larry and I tomorrow. Um, planning a few other things, but uh, what you can look forward to is the uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once review. Uh, the Moon Knight review is going to be coming. I've been watching that. It's fantastic so far. Stay tuned for all that stuff. Now I'm going to kick it to Larry for the Oscar prediction show. Thank you guys for being patient with us. Really appreciate it. Love you guys. My name is Dwayne. Lastly, take it away, Larry. You're listening to the Cinemania World Podcast. I'm Larry, and today I'm here to host the official Cinemania World Oscar Predictions 2022. And to help me discuss these predictions, I am joined by Cinemania World team member and host of Mainly Movies, Miss Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Larry. Excited to talk some Oscars here today. Yes. And also joining us, we have another Cinemania World team member and host of Geekly Goods, Mr. Leo. Hey, Leo. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Excited to talk some Oscars. Wonder if we're going to see some upsets, guys. I'm pretty excited to chat about it. I mean, it is funny because of all the other people on our team. All three of us have also done like our own Oscar predictions <laughs> on our channels, so it's it shouldn't be too big of a surprise, I guess, that uh, we were the three who are doing this show here today. <laughs> but it is finally here. Hasn't it felt like this Oscar season has just been going ages, and going, ages, and going? And it's just, it's <laughs> funny because it's like a month earlier than last year. I know. I just can't imagine. It's still a month later than normal. This, yeah, if we had to drag this out till April again, I I wouldn't make it, y'all. I would just be on the ground dead waiting for these Oscars. But, whew, I can't wait until pandemic-style Oscar scheduling is over so we can get back to February. 
because this is too late. But it's finally here. We're on the eve of the Oscars. They didn't uh, budge. It looks like those eight categories will be presented prior to the show. Um, so we'll see how all of that goes this year. We've got lots of very strange presenters <laughs> who literally have nothing to do with film or TV, really. Like, I mean, I don't know why they're there. Um, <laughs> A lot of athletes this year. I mean, like, we, we got two that make sense, but yes. <laughs> the rest do not. <laughs> DJ Khaled, uh, baby. Uh, Presenter. DJ Khaled. <laughs> um, we'll see. It seems like they're really swinging for the fences to be populist this year. We got social media people doing these like little behind the scene vignette type of things. And we have the, um, uh, the viewer or, or whatever, the Twitter award, right? Yeah, the Twitter award and the Oscar moment and... Okay, uh, I'm gonna be upset if Spider Man No Way Home don't take that and people ooh. come out and, and make it Zack Snyder Justice League or even worse, Cinderella. I oh. think I might turn the telecast off. Lord, got Amy Schumer hosting. It's hopefully it's okay. It's been a but, while ooh. since we even had a host, right? Yeah, it's been a few years. I will say the first year, it really went smooth for me without a host. Like, I really liked it. Last year, I think they really tried to lean in on the presenters doing, like, gags and stuff. And it was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's kind of weird. It's okay, but it's it was a little less effective. And Making Glenn like, Close dance. Hey, <laughs> we ain't going to make fun of Glenn Close. Get down, y'all. She was twerking. Oh my twerking God. and working. But, ugh. I guess our first prediction, off the cuff, will the show be done on time uh, with cutting the awards, or is it still going to go over the three hours and they're just going to look stupid by trying to cut awards to make it shorter? Oh, it's going to go over. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's going to go over just because of, like, all the presenters and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. they did all, and aren't they, have, they're playing, they're, like, having songs that weren't even Oscar-nominated songs, right? <laughs> aren't they having Bruno get sung, like, live? And yeah, it's like, are yep. you kidding me? Like, like, <laughs> I just, yeah. It's so still going to go over. I guess the only good thing is one of the five <laughs> uh, Oscar-nominated ones, he, he's not coming. Right. Um, and instead of, like, getting a different singer, which sometimes they'll do is get a different singer to perform it. They were just like, nah, we're not performing that song. Uh, and they're like, we'll just bring in Bruno instead. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, Van Morrison, right? Isn't doing it? Yeah, it's Van Morrison. I, I was nervous. I was like, they're doing all this and trying to get people's um, viewership. But it took them a while to announce Beyonce and Billie Eilish were going to be there. I was like, come on now. You've been announcing DJ Khaled for no reason. <laughs> At least, least you can do is announce the celebrities that are performing that, you know, actually matter to the awards themselves. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on to our official predictions. So as a group, everybody submitted their predictions. And this will just be the majority coming out as our final predictions as a group we'll talk about those maybe how we differ or agree and who could possibly upset in the categories and we'll kick things off with a best adapted screenplay and ultimately coda won our prediction pool uh do you agree disagree Alyssa? 
Well, I, so that's my personal pick. I really hope it does. I had gone for the power of the dog as my actual prediction, just because oh. I think power of the dog is gonna be a, a big, a big one this, this year for a lot of categories. A lot of the, not, not as many of the technical categories, I think, but a lot of the other ones. Um, but I, I loved the Coda pick that, that would be my personal uh, <laughs> choice. So. <laughs> All right, Leo. Let's go Coda. Yeah, I definitely think Coda's got it. Um, I think it's got some legs here towards the end. Um, <clears throat> if the power of the dog gets it, I think that that's pretty realistic. But I don't know. I think Coda could, could edge its way into this one. And maybe, just maybe, even best picture. But we'll get to that later. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> with, with, uh, with this category, though, I'm always interested because... Uh, like for me, I don't know about you guys, but the only uh, like original source material of the five that I've read was Dune. I've never, you know, read the other uh, yeah. sources. So it's always interesting. Like how, how are the Academy voters going to vote? I doubt many of them have read all five. So, so like, you know, are they just picking the, the best movie that happens to have been adapted or are they picking the best adaptation? You know, like, right. so it, there's always yeah. a little bit of, like you don't really know exactly what's going on. I'm guessing it's going to be the other, like the first uh, scenario, because I doubt many Academy voters have uh, read them. I, I'm well, hoping wait, at least wait, the Academy wait. voters have watched the, the movies. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> wait, We're you haven't here. read Power of the Dog? Me? Dare you? Uh, no. Come on now, you got to get on. Neither have I. But the Lost oh, Daughter. I read the Lost Daughter, and I thought that was actually a pretty decent book. A little bit better than the movie, even. But um, that's that's a good question. What is the criteria behind these adapted screenplay picks? Is it how close the adaptation think, is? Well, I think Coda and Drive My Car are adapted from other films. Like Drive My Car was a short film, I believe, mm. is what its adaptation came from. And then Coda, I think it's almost, this is, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it's a film too. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting. I saw somebody in one of those honest Oscar ballots um she kind of seemed to take into account at least what they were being adapted from and how difficult it is to adapt in her eyes i guess mm -hmm. from the whatever the source is to a feature length film and that played a little bit into her decision but for the most part it's, it's half of those oscar if you read them those little honest oscar ballads um a lot of those people are just like, this is the one I liked, and that's what I'm voting for. Yeah. And like you said, <laughs> Regardless sometimes of the they category. haven't even seen them. And it's like, ah. Yeah. Uh, like, where, whereas, like, we're here, like, having seen all of them and having no vote. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing it just for our little videos and stuff. <laughs> or our own personal enjoyment. Uh, but, yeah, it's like, come on now. We're not even voting. But the other one that did get votes, there were only two two that got predictions. Obviously, Alyssa said that she voted a different way was the power of the dog but so i was the I only one the, no 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 oh, there was actually okay. there was somebody else oh, um but i think after the writers guild um gave it to coda that seems to be why people mm. are going heavier toward coda because i think power of the dog was probably the favorite not too long ago but it was also ineligible for the writers guild so mm. I don't know. Well, like we'll like see, Leo but... said, though, Coda's gotten, like, it's been picking up steam the last couple of weeks here for a lot of things. Yeah. So I think that's awesome because of, you know, I know we're, uh, I won't, I won't jump ahead. I know we got best picture later on, so. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Well, then, for Best Original Screenplay, this one was actually almost completely divided. It was a really close uh, prediction pool. But ultimately, Belfast won our official prediction, narrowly getting more uh, predictions than the worst person in the world. Leo, how do you feel about Belfast for original screenplay? Um. <clears throat> I think it could take it. Sorry, I keep on clearing my throat. Uh, I think it could it could take it. It got the Golden Globe for best screenplay, um, and I think out of the pack, it has a decent chance. Uh, worst person in the world was real good, but I don't know if it's really been scooping up that much unless I've been off the radar with that. But I I know out of the pack, Belfast already has some nominations, couple of wins here and there, so I, I could see it taking original screenplay. Alyssa. Yeah, I I feel pretty confident with Belfast uh, taking it. Um, I think it's interesting that we were split with worst person in the world. Uh, like Leo said, there hasn't been that much talk of that one um, as of late, at least. Uh, of of the other nominees, I think that's probably that would be my second choice. Um, but yeah, I think Belfast is going to take it. I, I think Belfast has a lot of. Um, other categories too, where I think just the personal nature of the story and kind of, you know, that uh, Kenneth Branagh was drawing upon kind of aspects of his childhood and stuff. I think that's going to help uh, with quite a few of these categories for Belfast. Um, so I think I, I feel pretty good about the Belfast pick here. Yeah, I think there's been a recent wave of people switching over to the worst person in the world. Again, I think those little honest Oscar ballots uh, sometimes sway people, even though that's a very tiny sample size. Um, But they've had a lot of love for the worst person in the world in those Oscar ballots. And so I don't know if that's the reason people have been switching over, but I've seen it in mass. People have been running over to worst person. I don't know what their precedent is for (laughs) deciding that. I still think that licorice pizza is probably the number two for me if I in in like guessing on actual predictions, but I I feel good about Belfast on this one. I think it's I think it's gonna be gonna be Kenneth Branagh's. So <laughs> all right. Best visual effects. This is one of the very many categories. We had a sweep. Everyone predicted the exact same thing. We all went with Dune. So <laughs> <laughs> what are what are you guys' thoughts on Dune with visual effects? Mm, makes sense. I mean, out of the stack, I would say <clears throat> it does look the best. <laughs> like visually, it is the strongest. Even though I love me some Spider Man, I got to put the bias aside and say that that may even be the worst looking in that category. So visually, I think Dune is going to just sweep up that. Probably cinematography, editing, like I think it's going to sweep its way through those smaller technical categories. And I think that's been the prediction for a little while, but I mean, visually, it's just stunning. Look, Free Guy is mostly CGI, but it ain't got nothing on Dune. And I know we've talked about this, but where the heck is GVK, man? Where the heck is Godzilla versus Kong? But uh, yeah, Dune's got this easy. Yeah, no, uh, Free Guy took GVK spot. Oop, sorry, not sorry. But, okay, Alyssa? Yeah, I mean, as much as I hate to admit it here, uh, um, I, I agree with, with Leo about the fact that I think Dune's kind of probably going to sweep most of these technical categories. Um, I I 
disagree, but uh, like disagree with uh, the choice. Like, you know, I don't like it, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I agree that I think uh, Godzilla uh, versus Kong should have been in there. But um, actually, uh, I think it, the, the Spider-Man uh, choice, I know probably a lot of people are rooting for Spider-Man here because this is its only nomination, right? Of the, yes. the bunch. Um, but it's interesting because this category, right, we always have, uh, like, in the last two decades, I think, we've had, like, maybe four or five years, six years or so, that there wasn't a superhero, like a comic book movie, nominated for this category. But we haven't had one win since Spider-Man 2. So I don't think, uh, I don't think either of the superhero <laughs> ones here are going to make it in. But, um, are going to get it, I should say. Uh, but I... I don't know. I'm like the weirdo. I like my personal prediction here would have been for no time to die just because I think it has like the best like combination of practical and CG. Um, but mm -hmm. that's uh, that's obviously uh, not not a common opinion here on this one. Nah, bye bye Bond. <laughs> I would say just for the 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 kind of what you mentioned, Alyssa, that it's you know it's the populist vote and that. This is its only nomination. Plus, you know, as much as it's been getting ragged on on Twitter, that doesn't affect anything. I think Spider-Man would probably be my number two. Like, if I were to rank how I would predict them, it would probably be in my number two. But I think this one is so wide a gap. Mm -hmm. um, I would... <laughs> if an upset took place in visual effects, it would be one of the biggest shocks <laughs> to me of the evening. Like, I would be stunned if Dune lost that award. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving right along to Best Sound. Another one we unanimous, unanimously agreed in our predictions. Dune. <laughs> yep. Again, another technical category Dune is going to take, I think, with did Belfast need to be in that category? Like, I don't know. Like, why did it get in, in best sound? I just thought, okay, <laughs> I would have put, I would even put some, an animated movie in there over Belfast. I'm a little bit shocked Encanto did it. Uh, yeah. It's a musical. Um, only one musical out of a year that had so many musicals. West Side Story. Only one got in for best sound. That's that's actually kind of surprising. <laughs> but I would probably put West Side Story as my number two, actually, um, mm -hmm. in predictions. Um, Alyssa, you have any thoughts for sound? Uh, yeah, I mean, basically what you guys were saying. Dune's obviously going to, or I think Dune's obviously going to take it because, uh, again, these technical categories. But I mean, same deal for me. It's visual effects. Like, I have no time to die is my thing. <laughs> so, um, so I'm kind of like the weird, the odd one out here. But uh, yeah, I the Belfast pick, I definitely think there were nominees that uh, would have made more sense. But I don't think it's a horrible choice. Like, it did have sound you know it, it was a talkie so uh no. that but, and power of the dog <laughs> that and power of the dog get on out this category and let's get a couple others in here in the well, heights or they something can have, they can have like subtle sounds you know everything doesn't have to be like you know big giant explosions and stuff so i i understand like having a little variety in the category but i, I think I, no time to die took the like war spot because it had the most gut you know it had mm -hmm. the most mm -hmm. um <clears throat> 
type of war sounding stuff. So there's a, you, if there's a war film, it usually gets a sound nom. Yeah. And I think No Time to Die kind of filled that spot yeah. this year. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Dune has sound in the bag. There's a couple of these technical categories where I think Dune could lose um, to to some others, but I don't think sound is one of them. Mm-hmm. So. Moving along to another one of those technical categories, we were almost evenly split on this one for best production design. Ultimately, our group prediction goes to Dune, but it just narrowly beat out Nightmare Alley. All right, Alyssa, how do you feel about this one? Um, so I'm I'm on the Nightmare Alley side here. Uh. I I don't know that one like Dune okay you know like well the, the interesting thing right interesting thing with production design here is usually uh right with this category we're looking at like period pieces kind of taking it like most of the time and it's kind of interesting because if you count the future as a period I guess like all of these are period pieces this year um so that's kind of interesting um but I don't know Nightmare Alley just had this like atmosphere to it, you know, the moodiness of the film. And I think that really came through with the production design, or it was one of the things that helped um, kind of bolster that, that atmosphere of the film. And I just, I don't know, I didn't get that same feeling from Dune or really any of the others, I guess kind of tragedy of Macbeth is like, you know, probably the classic pick here, but um, I, I, you know, I don't know. Nightmare Alley was the one that just really stood out to me. Even when watching the films, you know, like the production design was one of the things that really kind of popped out uh, about that movie, even before, you know, we knew it was going to get nominated. So I got to I got to go with that. But I, I mean, I understand Dune, I guess. But <laughs> all right, Leo. Um, Yeah, I think this is a good split. Uh, I believe I predicted Dune. I just think that it's another category that it's pretty much got a shoe in in. And I mean, the production design was amazing. Those war scenes, the establishment of the the locations and everything like that were so well done. Uh, Nightmare Alley. (laughs) That's one of the best things about it for me was the look and feel and design. So I could see that. Um, I, I was reading a review where somebody said the tragedy of Macbeth kind of felt like an extended cologne ad, but I do Ooh. think that it looks very visually appealing. Um, <clears throat> I just think Dune is going to really sweep up a lot of these technical categories. And this is another one. I think it's gotten a bag. I mean, I think it's got this visuals uh, score potentially. I, I think it's just really going to take a lot, but yeah, I, I like the look of Dune, and every time we went to like a new location, I was fascinated with the look of it, but the desert was so cool. I mean, it was just the, the locations and the production design was awesome. Yeah, my official prediction was Dune as well, um, but in my video of who I think should win, I actually picked Nightmare Alley, because I, I thought the production design of Nightmare Alley was just amazing, and a character in the film in and of itself it was so well done uh and it just kind of fits my aesthetic but i do agree dune has a lot of variety i guess which kind of maybe helps it is we go to so many different locations and areas um that maybe maybe that helps put it over the edge the only thing i think that could give nightmare alley a surprise like give it the upset because i do think dune is the favorite overall as well 
is that it's a Best Picture nominee that I don't think is winning anywhere else. I think mm-hmm. production design is its only award that it could sneak in and grab. So if they want to kind of award Nightmare Alley, one of their best pictures, somewhere on the board, I think it'll be here. So that's my one thing on why I think Nightmare could upset, but ultimately our prediction was June. All right. Next up we have Best Makeup and Hairstyling. This one was almost unanimous. Uh, we had we had an outlier, though, that, that messed up our perfect 100% sweep. Uh, and our official prediction was the eyes of Tammy Faye. <laughs> with Cruella getting uh, a lone vote. <laughs> uh, so how do you feel about that, Leo? Um, yeah, I think that pretty much has a lock. I mean, the transformation is just crazy. I, half the time, I couldn't even tell that was Jessica in there, y'all. I was like, what? Wait, let me double take. Uh, but I, look, I think Cruella definitely has got costume in the bag. So if it ends up sneaking and getting hair and makeup, I don't think I'd be mad about that one. And that's one that I would want. So, hey, I don't think I'd be upset now. Now, wait, is coming to America in this or in costume? This one. Uh, it's here. Uh, I think that, that has a chance as well, because didn't the hair and makeup... Gil, give it to Coming to America and Cruella. So, I mean, yeah. I that mean, could have a chance. The three biggest awards it gave to Coming to America. Like, <laughs> it's, everyone was shocked because it, like, swept the hair and makeup. I mean, <laughs> hey, if Coming to America get it, let's go. I'm down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Alyssa? Um, well, uh, so before we get it, I want to talk about coming to America real quick. Cause I'm so happy that this movie got an Oscar nomination. Like I, I remember way back, uh, Larry, you and I were talking about, yeah. um, that this was like, and we were like, Oh, it's so early in the year. There's no shot, you know, like it sucks that yeah. it's not going to get in. And like it did. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. I, I don't think it'll win, but like, I, I would not be unhappy if it did. Um, but in terms of prediction here, uh, I, I, I could see eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, I was the, the one that ruined our perfect, uh, <laughs> our perfect, uh, prediction here. I picked Cruella, but, uh, it's probably, uh, an outside chance in reality for that one for this category. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, eyes of Tammy Faye, like, I, I don't know, like it was, I mean, I think it was kind of intentionally off-putting at points uh, because of just how the look uh, was for real. Um, but I don't know. It didn't. It didn't really. Uh, I don't know. It didn't really blow me away <clears throat> when I was watching. But <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but uh, yeah. So I I understand and would not be surprised at all if the eyes of Tammy Faye took this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I was doing my actual predictions. I kind of correlated it back to like the, I don't know, like the Iron Lady win Mm. or uh, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. Like the prosthetic isn't as dramatic, maybe, because otherwise you'd probably go with like House of Gucci if you wanted to go so dramatic for your prosthetic. But it's one of those categories where the actor is is you know kind of the front runner to win as well and it's heavily due in a lot of ways to the makeup work um (laughs) and so that's why i lean toward the eyes of tammy faye it has the most in your face 
hair and makeup, certainly um, the most obvious. I do think Corella is number two in the category. If there is, if Tammy Faye goes down, I think it's going to be to Cruella because a lot of times costume and hair and makeup go kind of hand in hand mm-hmm. in, in a lot of cases, at least. And um, since the costume, I mean, since the makeup and hair guild began, uh, there hasn't been a winner who lost at that guild and eyes of Tammy Faye did not win. So it would be a, it would be a breaking a record and Corella did win at the guild. Oh. So that's a stat. That's a stat that, that might be in Alyssa's favor, but yeah. as a group, we did end up on Tammy Faye. But speaking of our next unanimous decision, best costume design, a hundred percent Cruella as our prediction. <laughs> Any thoughts on Cruella? I mean, it makes the most sense. She stepped out in that trash uh, dress full of trash. I was like, all right, well, <laughs> that's best costume design right there. And it has made its way all the way through the, we, we've made it all the way through the year. And I stand by that, by that prediction, that trash dress was like it for me. That sealed the deal. But I'm looking at this and I'm like, all right, I think House of Gucci could have went in this category somewhere. I don't know, but good, good nominees. I, I don't think I'd want to take one away. So, all right, Lisa. Yeah, I mean, Cruella is the obvious pick for me. Um, and I, I mean, this was another thing that we talked about back when this one came out. Like that, it was just like it seemed like a lock-in right away. And it was, I mean, the the film is literally about fashion design. I mean, like it's hard to. Uh, to pick something else here uh the the costumes were such a huge integral part of the story you know and and they were yeah. just huge but i i think it's awesome because a little bit of history here with this one right um uh 102 dalmatians uh actually got an oscar nomination for costume design back in whatever year that was 2002 2000 no 2000 um and uh, obviously it did not win, uh, but I think it's awesome that a like 101 Dalmatians related film <clears throat> may win. And uh, we've got Cyrano in this category, right? I don't think it has a shot, uh, even though in like kind of any other year, it might be kind of the obvious. It's the closest to like a costume drama, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But back in like 1990, I believe, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac, the 1990 version, uh, won this category. So I think it's kind of interesting, but we're going to, I think we're seeing a swap here. I think Cyrano's going down and Cruella is, you know, uh, is, is kind of redeeming, uh, 102 Dalmatians lost back in 2000, <laughs> <laughs> avenging it. <laughs> well, we finally, uh, Cruella de Vil finally going to get her, her due at the Oscar. <laughs> All right. Well, now maybe some categories that uh, keep our brackets wrecked, and that is the shorts. <laughs> Beginning with animated short film, it was once again pretty divided on who we predicted, but ultimately the the Cinemania prediction is for uh, Robin Robin from Studio Ardman, now available on Netflix, and that narrowly beat out Bestia. So, Alyssa, I know you've uh, seen all five. Yeah. I. How did Bestia <laughs> possibly? Okay, I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> Robin Robin is, like, the only choice here. Uh, like, this was by far the worst animated shorts set 
I've seen, you know, and I've been, I've been going to see all the shorts every year for years and years and years. And this was mm -hmm. awful, like an awful set. Um, and Robin Robin is the only one that's like even remotely like reasonable, like the others are just awful. But um, how, how did us again not get in and win? Honestly, yes, yeah, what like the heck? that. That was the that would have been my so amazing. How and it, it was shortlisted what? though, right? I think did. Leo what about that? That's um, yeah. Did that raccoon one before Encanto make it in? No, no. I was like, I know you don't want to go all Disney, but to leave out the Disney ones for this? Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time uh, since, God, I can't remember. I 2009, I think. The first time since 2009 that there wasn't a Disney or Pixar um, short in this category. They easily should have won this year with us again. Yes. Like it, it should have not only been nominated, it should be the winner of this category. 100% <laughs> agree. <laughs> This is the horniest group of, of uh, films of the entire nominees, y'all. Yes. Like, oh. the animated short <laughs> category was hornier than everything else of the whole night. Yes. I just... It, oh, wow. It literally had a warning <laughs> halfway through after the second one. It was like, remove your children from the theater. Like, and they could have put it after the first one because I believe it was the box ballet that was yeah. second. And even that has like It starts off with the guy's ass. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and it's, it's pretty violent. I don't know. It's, it's got the creepy, uh, the creepy instructor. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Robin, Robin. And then it should have been the warning. <laughs> Take the kids on out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leo, uh, have you seen any of these? Sure haven't. You saw Bestia, didn't you? The one where uh, the dog... Is that the um, stop motion one? Mm -hmm. well, several, yeah, yeah I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see Robin Robin. That was another stop motion. I was motion, saying, right? yeah, I actually, most that. of the... Yeah. Like, a good portion are stop motion. Um, I guess that's a cool thing, is we have stop motion and we have traditional animation. Mm -hmm. But, whew. Uh, Bestia, that <laughs> one was... Uh, interesting but i i think what kind of doesn't save it for me but what makes it more uh i can appreciate it slightly more is that it's like based on like a real thing which i guess makes it almost worse definitely makes it worse that this actually happened but um yeah i mean that's based on like a true story like a real person uh so yeah uh <laughs> i don't know did you have you seen it yeah, I saw. I went and saw the the showcase for the animated and live action shorts. Mm. And um, look. So what? I, <laughs> what the category got praise for? I agree. In this praise alone, <laughs> I like seeing the category be very diverse. Not all just kind of the same. You know yes. what we're used to. I like that. However, I just I don't think the. The, the films we got were all that strong like I mm -hmm. I don't know they did not they didn't move me usually these categories the animated ones sometimes we do just get pure sweet stuff but the short categories I find interesting and intriguing because so often they give you uh, some sort of commentary they give you something to think about like because you know there's not enough there to stretch out to a full feature film but you want to get this message out mm -hmm. and uh i think some of these tried <laughs> yeah not work for me <laughs> at all i mean robin robin is my pick it's ardman it's the one from an established studio it's on netflix so it's one of the easiest ones mm. for academy voters to access 
And I mean, it was also my favorite. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope it wins. But there's been a lot of love for that bestie. <laughs> oh man, so, we'll see. I guess that I think that if that wins, that might be the most disturbing Oscar winner ever. I'm serious. Like, well, I'm sure. I mean, there's some pretty rough ones too that have won in the past. But like, that's. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking <laughs> of rough, uh, a rough category almost every year, but rough in a good way. Uh, we have live action short films. These are oftentimes hard to sit through because of what I just said with animated. Uh, they very often deal with difficult subjects and. Um, you know, we're getting confronted with things. But I actually thought this year was a, a strong year for live-action shorts. I, I really enjoyed this crop. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, our group a Cinemania prediction is The Long Goodbye, which won by a good margin. The other two that got uh, votes were The Dress and Please Hold. So, Leo, how'd you feel about this one? Um, Yeah, I liked all these shorts. I'm actually glad I finally took time to sit down and watch some shorts this year. I usually end up not making those, but yeah, I really love that long goodbye. Wow. I mean, what a very shocking uh, turn of events that film ended up being in only 12 minutes. Uh, and Riz Ahmed, what a great like monologue he delivers at the end of the entire film. But I, I think Please Hold also has got a little bit of a chance. It seems to me that that's picking up some steam. Maybe that HBO Max availability might help it out a little bit. But, I mean, I think that's got a bit of a chance as well. I really liked The Long Goodbye. It was just, it left me shook, y'all. Shook. I think I messaged you at the Larry and was like, yeah. oh, my God. What did I just watch? This was crazy. Edge of my seat type of stuff. Because it, it just really... Like the what I love about the long goodbye is just that flip in the middle. I mean, it's just like you know, you're you're just seeing this casual family thing go on, and then it flips into a ooh, a terrorist attack on wrong. So crazy. Um, but I think that that's got a good chance. I don't know though. Please hold's getting a lot of talk, so maybe please hold can squeeze in there too. Who knows? But I'm I would go long goodbye for my prediction and please hold for a second. All right, Alyssa. Um. Yeah, so I uh, I agree with you that this was a decent uh, set of nominees this year. There were a few that were a little, eh, but um, I I also predict the long goodbye. Um, though it was my second least favorite of the the bunch, um, but I do think it's going to take it um, partially because of the very very prominent uh, messaging thematic kind of side to it. Um, the fact that it's got the star power with Riz Ahmed, um, it's an odd one though, because this is like, this was a tie in with his album that he released. So it's kind of like, a almost like an offshoot music video kind of part. (laughs) So that, that's kind of weird, especially with his rapping kind of monologue rap, you know, not really rapping, rapping, but kind of rapping at the end. Um, but I, I do think that one's gonna take it. But like Leo was saying, I think Please Hold uh, has a shot at this. That would be my personal pick. Um, I, I really Thank liked P- Please Hold. I thought it was definitely the most entertaining. But it was also, you know, it had 
it had some thematic elements to it too, you know, kind of commentary on a few things, right? On the complexity of the legal system, on yeah. um, on our dependence on technology and kind of difficulties that can arise from that. Um, and, you know, I, I saw this in the theater. There was only like three other people there, um, but uh, they were like laughing and they enjoyed that. And like the people leaving the theater were like, that was the best one when we were walking out. And I'm like, I agree, but... Um, yeah. So please. Oh, well, kind of bestia caused people to walk out. Sorry. I know I'm jumping back to anime Ooh, short. There were five people in the theater, <laughs> including myself and my friend and two people walked out during bestia. Anyway, Ooh. I've never seen that happen out <laughs> of shorts. Uh, thing. Anyway, sorry. Live action. I think right. long goodbye is taking it. Yeah, I agree. The star power, it's been the most prominent throughout the award season. It was kind of the one I knew Riz Ahmed had a short. I didn't really know much about it going in, like what the what the context was. I didn't wasn't expecting what I got. Um, but I knew it was something to do with Riz Ahmed. Um and that you know, I think that goes a long way. And when you couple that with a very uh obvious message it's not it's not as subtle as maybe some of the other ones it it Mm -hmm. wears its message on its sleeve uh i think it's gonna take it i do think oh sorry Hmm. no i was gonna say i think alakashu has like a super super outside shot i don't know uh i don't think i think that would be like the third pick third uh, i am shocked that the dress was the other one that got a vote in our yeah that was the prediction that was the the worst Mm -hmm. i thought but I don't. I don't really know. But that in our predictions, right? Or... Like you didn't have an option for like abstaining from the vote. I didn't see this. This is true. So, so people might have just been randomly yeah. <laughs> picking. That might well, be that, how Bestia got uh, so many votes. I mean, I don't know, but it's the most interesting I've, name. <laughs> I've heard Bestia getting lots of buzz, though, Alyssa. I'm thinking people are actually going with that. So. Oh, <laughs> We'll see. All right, next up we have Documentary Short, the last of the short programs. Um, And this one, over half, uh, it was a little bit divided. There were three again that got votes. But over half went with the Queen of Basketball with Audible as the number two and three songs for Benazir as got a lone vote thrown in. So, Leo, how'd you feel? Y'all, I didn't watch none of these. So skip me. <laughs> all right. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I watched all of these. Uh, so, yeah, I I am split in terms of like, I, I predict and I think Audible is going to take it, but I would not be surprised or unhappy with Queen of Basketball taking it. I just think, I don't know, Queen of Basketball, they're just two very different types of shorts, you know, like Queen of Basketball is sort of, uh, you know, telling people about uh, Lucy, you know, like she's like a person and like, a, a, you know, kind of unknown historical figure in basketball, you know, like p- people who are really into basketball probably know about her and like know of her importance and her significance and her contributions to women's basketball and everything. But I think most people probably don't know about her. Uh, I know I certainly didn't know about her. And so this is like one of those movies that's just like, here's this amazing person. And you know, this is why they're so great. Um, And it had a more positive lean to it. Obviously there were certain parts that were a little sad, you know, but um, audible though is, I don't know. Audible had more of an impact. I think, you know, audible was, uh, I don't know. It just seemed like more of like an Oscar 
nominee, you know, more of an Oscar winner type of uh, film to me. Uh, but Queen of Basketball has, uh, you know, I guess kind of, we were talking about star power with Riz Ahmed. I mean, Queen of Basketball has like all these basketball players who have been promoting it, you know? And so like, I, you know, and plus we're in the middle of March Madness, right? So, I mean, I think that's going <laughs> to help, uh, help with that a little bit. Um, but Audible was the yeah. one that, that struck me more, but I liked both. They were my top two. And so I think it could go either way. Yeah, I think Queen of Basketball is just the one I have heard kind of the most buzz about. And it might be because of the basketball players and, you know, <laughs> here in March Madness, you know, being a little bit more in tune with the sports world and basketball. Um, but that that's kind of what led me to my prediction was just it's the one I've, I've kind of heard the buzz about. Mm-hmm. The short categories, they're tough because they don't have the precursors. You know, they don't have all of these award shows that have been giving them awards and make it a little bit more clear or give us at least uh, a way to go. These ones are basically just like, uh, which one do you like? And which one have you heard other people talking about? (laughs) And that's kind of how you have to base your predictions. Yeah. Uh, Which one do you think is the best? So I went with Queen of Basketball. Audible this year, obviously with Coda um, and Mm. coming off the back of Sound of Metal, um, we're seeing a little bit of the deaf community's representation and, you know, their tie-in with Coda and kind of what they were talking about with Troy Coetzer. I, I really liked that little mm. uh, montage they did with the, the people from Audible. Um, I, I could also see that kind of writing in and it's a, I think it's a great movement, obviously, for the deaf community by and large, for communities with you know, disabilities to, to come to the forefront in this conversation of representation. So we'll see. Uh, I, I do think it's between the two, though. So our, our prediction was Queen of Basketball, but it could go either way. All right. Documentary feature was actually more split than I anticipated. It was almost a 50-50 split between Summer of Soul, which ended up being our final prediction, and Flea, which just barely missed the vote. So... Summer of Soul is the Cinemania prediction, Leo. How do you feel? Oh my gosh. I love that film so much. It made it into my top 10 of 2021. Um, I mean, seriously, I it's sad that this could never be televised, but I'm glad we finally got to see it. The fact that this had to be hidden away for so long, these beautiful, wonderful performances... I, I loved it, man. Like I, I watched this movie with my dad and we connected over the music and how wonderful these performances were and just this big, beautiful celebration, man. I, I love it, man. I, I hope Summer of Soul can pull it. And if not Summer of Soul, would love to see Flea get it because wow, what first of all, would this be the first isn't this the first to be in documentary, animated, and international? I believe uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, so wow, I, it kind of hurts me that Flea is in all three of those and may not win, not one. But I mean, if it got any of them, this would be a really good one for it to take as well. I've really liked Flea a lot. Um, so Summer of Soul just touched my soul, and I'm glad to hear that. Uh, that's the majority <laughs> prediction. All right, Alyssa. Yeah. Um, so I, I would, I, I think Summer of Soul has a, a good shot at it. Um, I, I, I also really enjoyed that, uh, that documentary. Uh, you guys know that music, I love music and I love that music. I love sixties music. You know, I, I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, 
but I predicted flea. Um, and partially, or I guess largely, because it's one of those movies that uh, I just, I don't see not getting an Oscar. You know, it's like, but I don't think it has a shot in the other two categories. And so I think this is going to be kind of like what Larry was saying earlier when we were talking about production design. And he was saying like, oh, Nightmare Alley might get it just because it's probably not going to get anything else. And I think that's going to be the case here with documentary feature. I think Flea is going to get it in part because it's not going to get the other two and voters are going to want it to win something. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, it, it's unique though. I mean, having, <clears throat> having it be an animated documentary that, you know, it, it almost works for and against it in ways um, in terms of winning this category because it's so unusual. Um, but it's, I don't know. I, I, I think Flea has a really good shot at it, but Summer of Soul does as well. Um, for me, Attica was the one I liked the most. Well, not liked, but uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> that was a hard yeah. watch, but Attica was the one that I uh, I was most uh, impacted by, I guess. Um, but uh, And Writing with Fire, can I just say how hard that was to track down? Uh, finally came out. <laughs> finally, last Tuesday, or this Tuesday, like a couple days ago Tuesday, was the first time it was like actually available. And they kept pushing back the release date, pushing it back, pushing it back. Um, I mean, the dogs are even upset over it. Uh, and so, <laughs> so um, uh, anyway, uh, Flea, I think is going to be the one, but Summer of Soul, I would love if Summer of Soul got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely think these are the only two really with a chance are Summer of Soul and Flea. I think I ended up with Summer of Soul as my, my prediction when I voted, uh, just because I think I've seen it win more of the precursors. Mm. Uh, but I do agree. I think the thing with Flea is it has the most nominations, obviously, out of any of these. It's the only one that's multi-nominated throughout the show. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to have the animators branch, obviously, probably supporting it um, <laughs> mm. in this category. And... It's also topical in a way that uh, might ring true with voters, you know, mm -hmm. obviously about leaving a country, <laughs> obviously about fleeing a country um, and what's happening, you know, right now, literally before our eyes. I wonder if maybe that could play a role mm. in pushing Flea up because that all, you know, the whole Ukrainian situation uh, started right before voting really took off. Um, but uh, I I still I still stuck with Summer Soul as my final prediction. Just as I said, it's had the most um, precursor love. Uh, I do. Uh, I think it's gonna be interesting to see who ends up winning. But like Alyssa said too, I I think it has no chance at winning the other two. So the Academy could definitely be like, all right, Flea, here we go. So we'll plus see. did. Was Flea released any, like, is Flea on any streaming or anything right now? I can't remember. I know Summer of Soul is, so that might also, people if seen Summer were, of Soul. Yeah, if it were, it would be Hulu, because okay. it's neon. I think it was then. I think Flea yeah. was up. So I think they were the only ones, though, because Ascension, that was like, I had to, I finally had to get, what was that, Paramount Plus or whatever? I finally had to like get that just so oh, I could watch game. Ascension. I know, just so I could watch like the worst <laughs> of the documentaries. But um, yeah, so uh, well, I think of the other. 
Yeah, speaking of the other Flea categories, next up we have International Feature Film. And Flea did get a vote, as did The Worst Person in the World. But overall, our group decided that Drive My Car is our prediction. Alyssa, what do you think? Yeah, I I would be very, very surprised if Drive My Car did not win. Um, I personally don't think it's the best of the category, but I... Most people like all the other uh, previous like awards, right? Like, hasn't Drive My Car yeah. basically like swept all the international yeah, categories and like everything? It's um, dominated, yes. So I think that one, you know, and it, it's the only one of these, right? That's up for best picture. So it's up for yes. best picture. It's up for directing. Like, it's it's taking it. <laughs> all right, Leo. Yeah, I mean, it's up for best picture. Exactly like Alyssa said. It's like, come on, Drive My Car has got this in the bag. I liked a lot of these. I'm kind of upset I didn't even finish this category. I did not get to see Lunana, a yak in the classroom. But uh, I do think that I really like Flea, really like the worst person in the world. Drive My Car is my favorite of this category. So it's my want and my prediction. And it's been nominated for Best Picture. I will be shocked if they decided to give it to the worst person in the world. That would be yeah, my second, I, my second choice. I think choice, that's number two. Yeah, same. Just because it also got the screenplay nomination, which mm-hmm. was a shock, but it did mm-hmm. get into screenplay. Uh, but I mean, so did Drive My Car, and Drive My Car got into director and picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just like it's happened with animated feature before, where you know if they get into picture, there's no way they're losing their own. They're, they're like more niche category. If mm-hmm. they get into the big one, they're uh, come on. They've got their niche one in the bag. (laughs) Yeah. And so Lunana has no shot here, but I do think it's uh, kind of cool and like historical, right? That this is Bhutan's first first nominee. So that's cool. Even though it's a 2019 movie and they like submit it, they submitted it last year and like there was something weird. So I don't quite Uh understand. How I know Alyssa Luna disqualified immediately. I, Straight it, to the bottom for yeah. Alyssa on technicality. <laughs> <laughs> it bothers me a little bit, but I did like the movie. Oh. Um, but I got to say, international feature film, this was probably the most confounding, well, not the most, probably the second most confounding set of nominees. Because, like, think of all the, like, there were just so many movies, so many international films that were amazing this year yeah. and actually came out this year. Um, and... Like, how do they not get in? Like, I, I don't understand, like, how Hand of God... Like, Drive My Car, I get. Flea, I get. Worst Person in the World. But Hand of God and Lunana, like, how did we not get, Ooh. you know, Petite Monon? Uh, Petite Monon. Oh, how yeah. did we not get, um, you know, I'm Your Man? How did we not get... I'm sorry. I'm, I uh, how did Parallel Hand Mothers not get in? Par- Parallel Mothers got other nominations. Yeah. And like, so it, it's a strange... The, the two, I guess. Like I said, those... Drive My Car, Flea, Worst Person in the World, totally understand their nominations. But Hand to God and Lunana, uh, I Yeah, that know. Hand to God was... I didn't, that, I didn't uh, love yeah. Hand to God. I'm sorry. I know some people really did love it. I yeah. did not. I mean, Larry, um, you, you were saying the animated shorts were, were horny this year. What about that movie? <laughs> well, I don't know. It was trying to be like... It was trying to be like... <laughs> The actual Italian call me by your name a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was nowhere near that film at all. Uh, Hand of God, no. I agree. I would have thrown that out for Petite Maman. And in Titan, right? Or Titan? Yeah, that would have been a great picket. I think that was Francis' mission, I think. so. 
Yeah, it was Francis' mission. See, that's why I always get so sad. Why, uh, France? Why do you hate Celine? Why I know. She never I was like, how, how did that one get it over Petit Maman? Like, I mean, I know people love that Titane, but for me, Petit is okay. better. <laughs> I agree. But there were uh, others, too. I mean, like, compartment number six. Did you guys see that one? That was... Uh, no, and then that one that was nominated a lot early in the Globes, and it was on the BAFTA shortlist. So, compartment number six was was one I think I predicted could have gotten in here, but Mm. lost out. I like that. I I mean, I saw that at TIFF, and it was it was really good. But and the the stuff I've seen, Lunana uh, has been last on a lot of people's list. They're like, oh, that one doesn't even compare. Well, it came out 2019, so it deserves to be last. Um, I gotta say, like, I, mean, I don't, I don't know what the there was some technicality. <laughs> Obviously, they didn't. didn't mess up. I think it was or originally was, and oh then there was some weird know. thing that happened. I don't know, but but look, I know people are really championing worst person in the world. Obviously, we saw it with original screenplay earlier. I don't. There's a huge push, and I know people love that movie and really want it to win. It's not upsetting. Drive my car, y'all. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, this I think this should have been another one where we hundred percent agreed because it's it's a pretty clear cut one to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, best original song actually got split in a way I was not anticipating, um, but the overwhelming majority agrees. No time to die will win best original song with "Be Alive" by from King Richard actually getting a couple of hmm. votes. So, Leo, what are your thoughts? Hey, that Be Alive was fire, man. I put that in because I really wanted that one. Now, if I had to go with the most realistic prediction, yeah, No Time to Die has probably got it. But I just went with the no guts, no glory. Hey, look, man, that Be Alive. But I just think that uh, No Time to Die out of the Craig Bond songs is one of the weaker ones, I thought. So I, I don't know if I personally would have liked that one dos oruguitas would be my next personal pick but i think that no time to die has the strongest chance man i just would love to see be alive get in this one come on man give it to b i'm down let's go all right Alyssa, this is this is your bond win for the night <laughs> yes uh i yeah i picked no time to die i it's it's hard like how do you go up against a bond theme song like you you don't really have much of a chance against that, but um, I I agree with Leo that I don't think this is one of the better Bond songs. Um, yeah, me either. This is, you know, probably, like you said, I think this of the Craig era, I think this is my least favorite, but um, it's grown on me a little bit. It's another one where it's kind of like, I feel like it almost shouldn't be able to be nominated because the song came out like two years ago. And so there's another technicality thing here that bothers and me a little bit. they released that music video. They yeah. were ready for the release. Yeah. They released uh, everything two years ago. But at least the movie came out th- this past yes. year. So, um, but I think that one's going to get it. Uh, you know, if we're looking at like songs that I like my own like musical style, it'd be down to joy, but that has no shot. Um, and what <laughs> is with the Dos Origitas oh. choice? Like why, like of all of the Encanto <sighs> songs, why do you pick Dos Origitas? <laughs> like <laughs> Bruno, what the heck? Me. I just, that's what's so frustrating because obviously they're even performing it at a, you know, when yeah. it's not nominated at all. <laughs> if Disney had just made the right choice and put they would forward have definitely taken it. Bruno, this would have been a locked category for them. Like even against the Bonzong, Bruno would have locked this category for Disney. Mm-hmm. And they messed up and thought the ballad was the safe choice. And now they're probably going to lose. Yep. 
So, and then Diana Warren, can somebody get her in to write a song for a film that people care about? I'm tired of this Miss Diane Warren getting nominated every damn year. And how many, she has like 14, 15 nominations and zero wins. Like, I always have to watch point. these like weird little <laughs> movies just because of her every time. Right. There's, like, there's always every... that one original song one that I'm just like, what is this movie? But okay. And then right. you look up and you see, oh, written by Diane Warren. Yep. Okay, that's why it's nominated. <laughs> I mean, okay, you know, good for you for good days getting a nomination, I guess. But Lord, we gonna have to give her an award some year. So can somebody hire her on a right project, please, so we can give poor Diane a freaking award already? God. <laughs> All right. Well, next up, uh, another one I'm a little bit shocked. Did not get a clean sweep, almost, uh, but somebody was an outlier. And it's best original score. Overwhelmingly, we chose Dune with an outlier choice of Encanto. Okay. Your thoughts? Um. Yeah, I think Dune's gonna take it. Uh, it's this is an interesting set of nominees this year. I think. Um, because they are all very different from one another. But I think that all the scores actually are very fitting for their respective movies. And so it's one of those things again, like we were talking about with like adapted screenplay. How do you? How how do the voters vote? Is it just like, oh, I like this music better, or is it like? this music is best suited for its film, you know, and like does, does the most for the film, you know? And so I, I I think all of them actually do that for their respective films, but Dune is the one that's like the most kind of classic cinema score, you know, it's Hans Zimmer. It's got like, you know, the, it's just a very classic film score. Um, And so I think that's, that's going to be why it takes it. But the other ones, you know, they're, they're very different, but I, I don't think I would be like upset with any of these winning, honestly, because I think they were all good for their movies. All right, Leo. I mean, look, Hans Zimmer coming for that second W y'all. And that's been a little too long, but Hey, Lion King and Dune, that would be a great two to have the awards for. Um, you know, I remember before even seeing Dune, I had just been immersed with the score. And I rarely do that, but wow. I, I just remember everybody talking about it. I was like, all right, let me give this a listen. The immaculate sound design that went into that score was amazing. But I will say this. The other scores were really good as well. Parallel mm-hmm. Mothers had a great score. Encanto had a fantastic score. Don't look up. I would argue that that's one of its strongest points is the score. Maybe the strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish Johnny Greenwood got in for Spencer instead. I thought that was a stronger score than the power of the dog. I didn't find the power of the dog that memorable of a score, but man, Johnny. I don't know if did y'all, like, y'all agree, but a score, I think that was highly overlooked. I know you both love the film. That's why I'm bringing it up. Is Raya and the Last Dragon? Yes. I thought yes. it had such a good original oh. score, and I'm so sad it was just kind of ignored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Raya came out too early. Oh, it, was so good. it came out so uh-huh. early in the year that it just got trampled and only only animated. I was surprised it even made it an animated feature. I was a little scared. I was, I was snubbed, but yeah, I'm glad it got in there. But I totally but, agree. Yeah, that I was agree. a great. That was a great yeah. one. I agree, though. These are these are actually really uh, it's a solid, 
solid group. Uh, don't look up one of the. I agree. One of the best aspects of the film is the score. It's really good. Uh, Encanto. I love the score. I think it does a lot to uplift the music in general. Mm-hmm. Parallel Mothers was the last one I watched of these, and I was actually shocked. I loved that score. Same. <laughs> I, I wasn't anticipating loving it like that, and I was like, oh, I see why it got nominated. Okay, I'm good. I'm good with that nomination. <laughs> and Power of the Dog. I think the score was. It was obviously probably the most background of mm-hmm. of these um mm-hmm. but i do think it works for what it needs but on top of it part of it is i do think we're at that point where it's been dang near 20 30 years actually almost 30 years since han zimmer has won uh for one of his scores he's obviously one of the most influential biggest names in film music so it's kind of a it's his time again um type of award as well i think Mm. when it comes to this category it's been a long time and for better or worse he has really shaped the current landscape of at least mainstream film scores Mm -hmm. uh i mean it it comes down to you know dark knight and inception era Mm -hmm. don zimmer Mm -hmm. literally reinvented like blockbuster music Mm -hmm. score making um and he lost for those that he didn't win anything for that and dune does that again he has that big score but I think it's elevated, you know, with the chanting, with the voice work he brings in, you know, people kind of made a joke of it, but bringing in bagpipes was, you know, just really interesting choices were made with the Dune score to elevate what he's done. So I'm happy. I think Dune has this all but locked up. I I would be shocked if it does lose this category, Uh, but that is our final prediction. All right. I'm sorry, y'all. My my dog is very angry right now. Uh, They're just very excited for June. They're like, what's to add, right? Add to the vocals. Add to yeah. There we go. She she's adding to the chorus and the Dune score. (laughs) It's actually interesting that you mentioned because the last one for Lion King. That's like his other prominent one that brought in like vocals and like other stuff. So I, you know, Mm -hmm. I can see that being kind of a parallel there. Not a parallel mother, but parallel. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, our final Encanto nomination and the one it's most likely to win, we have Best Animated Feature. And we were split on this one, too, with a slight majority giving it to Encanto. However, the Mitchells versus the Machines also got almost half of our prediction votes. Now, Alyssa, what do you think? So I think Encanto is going to take it, but I love the Mitchells versus Machines. That would be my personal pick. I would be so happy if Mitchells versus Machines got it. Um, But I think Encanto is going to take it just because it's like such a huge thing you know like it it's really taken off and like of these nominees it was probably my least favorite to be honest but uh yeah um but uh it i know i got lucas sitting right there so (laughs) same at the bottom Uh (laughs) um but it's just you know with freaking bruno and everything i mean they're bringing bruno in for for the song (laughs) they know something somebody knows something um and so like plus disney like like you said kind of screwed themselves over by not nominating bruno for songs so they're gonna win somewhere they're gonna win this um but i love 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 the mitchells versus the machines and i would be so incredibly happy if that won um that that's my personal pick i i think it has uh 
kind of been gaining a little steam again. It came out so early though, so that was like tough for it, but it's great. I love that one. It's very creative. You know, it's not a Disney or Pixar movie, which is exciting just on its own, but then it's got, um, you know, we've got just it's such a creative story. You know, it's a weird mix, but then we've got, it's very, you know, there's representation in it and it's just like, I don't know. I, I'd be very happy with Mitchell's versus Machines. Leo, how'd you go on this prediction? Oh, I went with Encanto. I, I think it absolutely has the W in this in this category. Uh, I will say all of the movies, except for Luca, look, nothing against Luca, but I just think there were some stronger contenders this year. <coughs> Bail. <coughs> but uh, I really liked all of these movies. Uh, Raya was great. I just think it came out so early. Same with Mitchell's two fantastic animated films that I think came out so early that they're going to lose out to the recency bias of Encanto. Encanto just took the world by storm, really, especially when it dropped on Disney+. Plus. Because when it came out in theaters, like there were people that saw it and really enjoyed it. But I think when it came to Disney+, Plus, it really, especially the song We Don't Talk About Bruno, really just took the mainstream by storm. And I think that that kind of staying power is going to see it win the award. I would absolutely adore if either Mitchell's or Raya took it though. Cause mm -hmm. Mitchell's correct me if I'm wrong. That would be Sony animation's second or third. Cause I know they got spider verse. Yeah. They have a yeah. second. Did they get okay. Lego so their second too. one. Oh. And it's like, okay, no, Disney didn't even get nominated. Nope. Oh. <laughs> but it was like, okay, so Disney's been in this category all the time. They've won. It would be cool if Sony got another one and it wasn't Disney because, I mean, look, we got Encanto, Raya, and if we want to count Pixar too, since they're owned by Disney, Luca, there's three Disney movies. Like, <laughs> if, yeah, if I mean, Mitchell it's, snuck it's off, it's the Disney cool. and Pixar show. Mm -hmm. Like, it's yeah. if, if one or the other wins this category 90 out of 100 times, you know, I mean, nine out of mm -hmm. 10. And and let's be real. If Bell would have got in, I would have loved for Bell to get in because that would been would have been the first Studio Ghibli non-studio ghibli to get in like come on man we got to get anime up in this yeah they'll accept random films <clears throat> kind of like flea from other countries but ooh, they do not like putting in that anime <laughs> nope only studio ghibli if you ain't that then nope i think this is a case of i agree i uh, the critics have done their best it won every critics award including critics choice just recently they have done their best to push the Mitchells versus the Machines into this, into a victory. I mean, it had all that momentum, but I mean, when you look at the actual precursors, Encanto has been winning. It won, you know, like the BAFTA. It's winning the big awards, plus it's winning the guilds. Like it's winning the Animated Sound Award. It's winning the Animated Direction Award. It's winning all of the guilds that have an animated feature as well, mm -hmm. which shows me that Encanto just has the rounded support. Um, so I, I really think it's, it's going to be Encanto. Uh, though I'm not completely ruling out a, an upset pick from the Mitchells vs. the Machines. I, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility, certainly. I do just think it's kind of like last year where people were so impassioned and loved Wolflockers so much that they were trying to get it to that victory. But, you know, the I Disney Pixar train was too much. Yeah. I think Mitchells has a much better shot than, than Wolflockers, though. I mean, that yeah. one... Mitchell's is not, <laughs> it's certainly not uh, Disney Pixar, you know, but it's not 
uh, I can't even remember the studio that did Wolf Walkers. They did those other two. Cartoon well. Saloon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and, and, as you know, a, a very breadwinner got close. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I do think Mitchell Mitchell's has a has a decent shot at upsetting the others. Not so much. Like I don't. Yeah. We already talked about Flea. I has no chance in this category, which is weird. Actually, you would think with the way the Academy tries to play that they'd be like, "Oh my God, a documentary and animated. Let's give it to it." But also, I just think all the adults have seen Encanto, whether they wanted to see it or not type of thing. Like Mitchell's, I don't know. That... Maybe that'll work against it though. Maybe they're like, That's oh my true. God, we don't want more Bruno. I mean, they're going to, maybe like, they're like, I don't they're think anybody's there's saying two, there's that. Two Bru- there's two Brunos in this uh, category this year. It is. And, um, and Luca had that same effect. I know we don't talk about it as much. Uh, I heard what, Bruno? kids were watching that Luca on repeat <laughs> in the summer. Um, so I know a lot of parents were like, oh yeah, I've seen Luca a million times. Uh, it's just that it happened more recently with Encanto and it, it sticks a little more when there's songs associated, because yeah. then not on, you don't have to be watching it and it's still on your mind because your kids are playing it or you're playing it. Or, it's the only you know, musical of them. It's the yeah. only musical of mm-hmm. this uh, one. So I think that is also going to help it. Um, like you said, it sticks in your mind more because there's more to it than just yep. the visuals that people remember. Well, hold on. I just got to say something, though. Raya does not need no songs, y'all. I agree. Y'all quit coming out of the blue talking about Raya should have had some more songs. It does not need any (laughs) songs and dancing and cheering. Now, could y'all imagine Raya just busting out in a dance like we don't talk about Bruno or something? Come on now. But I think that that Encanto's got that recency bias and staying power from that we don't talk about Bruno song. I think Mm -hmm. that that song... Plus Surface Pressure made the top 10. Yeah, that too. I mean... (laughs) It's the music for that one. That one is really that has really transcended its its run from the theater to being a worldwide phenomenon. People are all over TikTok making TikTok still with those two songs. I mean, I just think that that one has the has the recency behind it and has the popularity from the songs and the memorabilia from the songs. Again, which is why Disney's kicking themselves for that Dos Rodaguitas oh, nomination. So <laughs> Bruno would have would have easily took the W in that category. It been over. Uh, well, I think any that... other Encanto song would have. <laughs> well, here we go with a, a category I struggle with in my personal prediction, but one that our group didn't struggle all that much with. There was a little dissension, but best film editing our final cat our final uh prediction went to dune with a little bit of love thrown by a few members over to tick tick boom so dune for best film editing leo what do you think um we we talked a little bit about this i think that this category just there aren't a lot of movies in this category that actually creatively edited the movies I think that King Richard and Tick, Tick, Boom were at least using some creative cutaways to add to the story and make things a little bit more spicy, if you will. But I think that like Dune, Power of the Dog, like I was just like, I was not wowed by the editing. I was more taken aback by the cinematography of those two films than the editing. Uh, I would have loved to see King Richard win this just because of the tennis matches and the way that they did cut between players playing and and setting up the court and things like that i think that it actually added to the movie and that a lot of these movies just aren't edited in a way that adds to the film but i guess dune real i mean vfx i think is getting cinematography i feel like it's just gonna get editing as well but 
I would love to see King Richard upset here, or maybe even Tick, Tick, Boom, because Tick, Tick, Boom, this is one of two nominations. I don't think Andrew's going to get actor. So they gave it to one. Editing, I think, would be a worthy choice for it, even though I was a little, I thought the editing was a little jarring. It at least brought something different than just cutting to another scene. All right, Alyssa? Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that Leo just said. Um, I do think Dune's going to get it just, again, because of these technical um, categories just seem like they're going to be going to Dune. But um, this, I mentioned that, like, uh, what was it? That international feature film was, like, one of the most baffling categories. This is the most baffling set of nominees for me. This uh, this category, I don't, like he was saying, I don't understand most of these selections in terms of, like, what was good about the editing. I, I think they kind of got their picks or their nominations just because they were nominated for so many other things, you know? Um, I Like, how was Last Night in Soho not in here? Um, how was... Uh, yes, Alyssa. Yes. How, how was The Novice? How did that not get in here? Like, there are some movies that were so, so much better in terms of editing and, like, not even just, like, creative. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, super in your face, you know? But just something that's, like different like like leah was saying about king richard even just the editing of the tennis matches like but anyway i think dude's taking it but i of these i would go with tick tick boom um but i and i think that's probably the second like most likely um but i think it's pretty far behind dune uh like leo said though it was pretty jarring at times but certainly not don't look up jarring i don't know how that got like that, <laughs> oh, like the man. editing was one of the worst parts of the film to me <laughs> um, real? so i don't i don't know how that got a nomination here but um at least tick tick boom is like using it in a creative way not an obnoxious way <laughs> like uh don't look up ba- bouncing off that i do gotta say i think that last night in soho was snubbed here and in sound Yep. It deserved to be in those two categories. And if it got those two nominations alone, it would have elevated both of those categories. Yeah. But maybe, uh, maybe yeah. even cinematography too. Yeah. Yeah. It just uh, I know that I mean, that was a big one for us, right? At Cinemania World. Yes. Uh, loved us some I know Dwayne wasn't Dwayne wasn't happy about that. But. No, but I agree. I don't know how it missed on this and sound. Obviously, and that's the thing, those two categories go together a lot. And if Dune has sound locked up, that was kind of the determining factor for me to to stick with Dune in film editing. Because I agree. I don't think Dune I don't think Dune's editing enhance the film all that much uh it certainly didn't deter it's it's not a don't look up where it (laughs) it's not bad certainly um i don't know but i just i I personally think king richard has the best editing for me out of this group um because as you said those tennis matches but then when it's not in those hyper kinetic moments the editing takes a back seat and just kind of moves the story um and it doesn't stay crazy, you know, we don't like do these weird cuts just in the middle of a conversation or something. <laughs> <clears throat> don't look so, up. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I I think Dune ultimately is going to win it, though. So speaking of Dune, next up we have Best Cinematography. And once again, overwhelmingly, our people voted for Dune as the prediction with an outlier of The Power of the Dog. Alyssa, what do you think about Dune cinematography? 
Um, I think it's going to take it. Uh, again, like, we're just kind of sounding like broken records at this point with uh, saying that it's one of the technical categories. It's kind of... the This one does have kind of this grandiosity to everything, you know? So, like, I can see it. It wouldn't be my personal pick. I'd go Nightmare Alley here. But, again, like, I... This is kind of an underwhelming set of nominees for me, to be honest. Like, I didn't oh. think the cinematography really stood out in many of these. Um, but... It's interesting. This is the exact same set of nominees as production design. Um, and so uh, they don't necessarily go together in the way that some of these other categories, like you mentioned, editing and sound usually kind of pair up. Um, but I do think it's interesting that it's the same five. Um, but yeah, I think I think Dune's going to just because it's got these big like sweeping, you know, like landscapes and stuff. Not that, uh, you know, Power Dog has that too, just more like actual real landscapes and not uh, on uh, Arrakis, you know, but uh, I, I think Dune's taking it. All right, Leo. Dune. Dune is absolutely getting it. Um, look, I... I just didn't think the power of the dog cinematography Ooh. was all that. I think it was good, but I, I think honestly, to be honest, I think it might be the weakest of this category for me personally. Um, I, I think Dune is absolutely taking it. Like you said, Alyssa, uh, man, going to Arrakis and all these other planets were just so grandiose. There's just no way any of these others are really going to compare, but Nightmare Alley looked great. Now, I'm not going to lie, I was bored by the end of it, but it looked fantastic. And I, I will say that circus, that first half with the circus and stuff, that was so visually appealing, I thought. But, I mean, eh, Dune is going to take this just like it's going to take visuals and editing. And I, I kind of, I will, I'm going to be this guy and say I kind of hope there's some upsets here and there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe so some other people can get a chance, but... Eh, I think Dune's got it in the bag, and yeah. hey, Batman was great too. So, don't see that or what? <laughs> uh oh. Well, I was a little bit torn, uh, but ultimately, the cinematography group gave it to Dune and helped ease my mind a little bit. Um, between Dune and The Power of the Dog, look, I actually would be fine if Power of the Dog won. Uh, yay, first female winner in this category. Mm. Um, really, what? She's only like our second or third nominee in this category it's really insane um but i i just i don't know dune has the scale on which none of the others can compete with when it comes to cinematography as as beautiful as many of the films are i just i agree i think it's dune all right so now we have a couple that we 100 percent agreed on Best Supporting Actress, 100% across the board. We all predicted Ariana DeBose from West Side Story. Leo, what you think? Nobody else has a chance. I mean, let's be real. She has been the talk of the town ever since West Side Story came out. I don't think that... Look, man, I, I personally would love to see Anjanue Ellis get the W here. Uh, I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, I was very surprised that Judy Dench made it on the list over Catriona Belfi. They just were like, we're going with the grandparents, huh? They nope, no parents on Belfast. We're going with the, the granddad and the grandmom. But I I think that it's deserved for Ariana to get it. She's been sweeping up recent awards. I think almost every major one she's won for supporting. So I think that it's just a lock here. And I would say out of 
all categories, this is the easiest prediction. All right, Alyssa. Yeah, I, I don't see anybody else getting this one, though I too would like to see Anjanou Ellis get it. She was she's my second um favorite of here. I, I don't think she would she might be like the second, like very distant second for a possibility here, but yeah. I, I just think she I don't know. Like Ariana just had more to the story. You know, she was a more mm-hmm. I guess integral part of that story. But I mean, overall, like other than her and maybe Anjanou Ellis, I, I, I think there were other like again, kind of an underwhelming set of choices here, um, to me. But uh, and and strange choices like uh, Leo was saying, going with Judy Dench and like I don't know, there's just bizarre uh, choices here. But I, I think, like you said, this one, it would be like a huge, huge upset if she did not get it. Where is Ruth Nega? Like I was just kind of like, okay, where? Really? Where's Ruth Nega? Yeah, this category, it was a little bit underwhelming. Mm -hmm. Did y'all think Jesse Buckley deserved to be on it? (gasps) No. No. I I mean, I'm just like... I know other people really liked it. Uh, I don't know. No. I don't. And I don't think Judy should have (laughs) been. I love you, Judy Dench, obviously, but (laughs) ma'am. No. (laughs) Kristen Benson, I thought, was good. I... I just think, I mean, especially with Mass being out there, it's just oh, like, come on well, now, yeah, what's going was, on here? That was but a massive, uh, <laughs> if nothing problem. else for these acting categories, Mass, I don't understand. Nobody saw it, I guess, but Ariana, well, it came out really early too, didn't it? So again, that, just, like the that always works works against them. Yeah, Ariana has this in the bag. She's won literally everything under the sun so far. Uh, she's kind of the. She's the the darling, the it girl of the moment uh, in terms of this award season. Um, so I think Ariana's got this one in the bag. Also, supporting actor, pretty much in the bag. We 100% agree. Troy Coetzer from CODA has got this one. Alyssa, your yep. thoughts? Totally agree. And I love that. <laughs> I love that he's the, he's the one of this. Um, again, kind of... Uh, I feel like this supporting actor category is a little bit better with nominations compared to actress, but uh, still, like Leo was saying, going going with the grandpa instead of uh, instead of somebody else. But um, uh, yeah, at least they all kind of have parts in, in the, their films. Uh, but Troy Coaster, I super super happy about that. Um, he will be assuming he wins. He will be only the second deaf Oscar winner. Um, uh, cause Mar, who was a Mar, Marley, Marley. Matlin, um, his got co-star, it. Mm, um, got it in like 87, right? Yeah. Um, so it'll be the first male and the, the second overall. Yeah. Leo, how do you feel about Troy taking home the Oscar? Oh, love it. I think it's well-deserved. I think that movie Coda was fantastic. Um, <sighs> I'm going to go ahead and pick at this category a little bit, though. Uh, Jesse Plemons and J.K. Sammons. Come on now. They really need to be in this. Over Robin De Jesus, Over John Bernthal. I, I mean, I think this is another weak category. Jason Isaacs was great. I mean, this is another weak category. But Troy, he got all the major ones except for the Golden Globe, which I think Cody Smith-McPhee ended up getting. Yeah. But I... I think it's easy, Troy. I mean, he sweeped them all. And I, I think it's well-deserved out of this category. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yep, Troy has taken over this category, and I'm happy to see it. I think he's a great winner, and I'll be very happy when he wins his Academy Award. <laughs> uh, and like you said, a second deaf actor ever, first male, and it's just kind of funny that uh, at the end of the day, they're going to be the two parents of Coda as the two deaf Oscar winners. <laughs> that that could uh, that could be, uh, you know, a good omen for, for Coda heading into BP. Yeah. Ooh, uh, and yeah. That that means if if our predictions are right right now, that's two for two for Coda. Um, so we'll see. And all of this Coda love, I think, kind of cemented it for Troy at the least too. Mm-hmm. That he he's the one. Even people who are like detracting it, saying it's not an Oscar winning film, blah blah blah. Everybody's agreeing, but Troy is great and deserves the award. So now. Let's go ahead and get the other uh, unanimous vote in the acting categories out of the way. Best lead actor, we 100% agreed, will be going to Will Smith. Leo, what are your thoughts? Big Willie style, baby, let's go. Look, I am so happy that a lot of the recent chat and and, uh, um, predictions have been Will because I was worried that he would get bumped down by Benedict Cumberbatch and the Power of the Dog. Because that's how the Denver Film Critics Society voted. I was just like, man, I feel like it's going to Benedict. But it is so nice to see that the recent talk has been about Will Smith. And the like. he has really gained steam here. Um, I think that he's the clear winner for me, at least. And out of this list, I'm just looking and I'm like, okay, Javier Bardem, what the heck are you doing on this list? <laughs> but I do think the other contenders are also very strong, uh, especially Andrew and Denzel. Very, very good picks, but man, Will Will just embodied Richard Williams, man. I mean, seriously, just a transformative performance. And I think it's about time. It's time for that Oscar. So yeah, Will Smith, glad to see him as the front runner. And I think he's got that W on lock with maybe, I mean, maybe Andrew behind him. But yeah, I, I'm going, going Will. And I'm glad that most of us agree. All right, Alyssa. Uh, yeah, so I actually didn't know he was the front runner. I didn't, I didn't expect this to be unanimous. I when I did my like oh. video and stuff, I thought I was like a little crazy picking him. Um, but I, he, he's my prediction and my personal pick. Um, I, I think he's by far the uh, the best of this uh, group. But I, I honestly would not be surprised if Cumberbatch got it or Garfield. Um, I think they have outside shots, but. Um, I do think Will Smith is probably going to take this one. Um, and it's great, right? This is his this is the third time he's been nominated in the category, but this will be his first win. So uh, yeah. that would be exciting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's He's taken off. Uh, people were really trying to pull this like, oh, he's lost steam. He's not going to pull it off. And then he came back. He won the SAG. He won the BAFTA. He won the, you know, he just started racking them back up. So um I would be I would be shocked if Will ends up losing this. It's one of those it's his time awards too. He's mm. been nominated several times. He's been um, a Hollywood icon for so many years at this point. And it'll give us what our third lead black actor to ever win. Mm. Um yep. so we love you, Denzel, but you got two. Uh <laughs> it's time for somebody else to join the club. Yeah, for real. Him, um, Sydney, so. it'll be him, Sydney, and Sydney Portier and Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, at least for lead. So, yep, I'm happy with Will, and we all agree he's got this one. Now, the only real acting category 
up for grabs. We have best lead actress. Um, the, the most unstable of the acting categories, certainly. And our group did end up going 71% with Jessica Chastain from The Eyes of Tammy Faye, with the rest of the group picking Kristen Stewart to pull that upset from Spencer. Now, Alyssa, I think you were you were on the outlier group on this one. Is that correct? I was, yes. Um, oh, give us your thoughts. So I... I actually think, so of this group, I actually think these are very good nominees. Like, across the board, like, I thought they were decent, or more than decent, like, good, you know? I I do think, I don't know, Kristen Stewart's, though, was just uh, much more, I don't, that was such an anxiety-inducing film, you know? And her performance, I feel like she's the one that, like, put, gave her all, you know? Like, that had to have, you know, it's, it's anxiety inducing to watch i can only imagine like what emotional you know like what she had to go through for that performance to get that out you know and to actually create that um and that was the one that uh, you know of these performances that like impacted me the most you know i uh the others were good like i i liked them all i thought they were all good in their roles but i don't know kristen stewart was just it, had, it was at kind of a, a different level um, than some of the others, but I, I do think Jessica Chastain, like Kristen Stewart was my pick and my personal, or my prediction and my personal pick, but I, you know, I, I'm not, I would not be surprised at all if Jessica Chastain got it, um, but, you know, I I know nobody's talking about it, and I know she doesn't have a shot, but Penelope Cruz, I thought was really good in this category, too. Um, oh, see, this I, is how I, you know Alyssa's not on Twitter. Because the people are hyping Penelope. All of a sudden, this past week, everybody been running to make to switch Uh their predictions to Penelope Cruz. The people are I don't know what's going on. I thought I thought she was like in the last. uh, I thought she was like predicted to be last. Anyway, I I I really liked her, and I like her and Kristen Stewart were the two best for me of the category. Um, and I was kind of going back and forth, but Kristen Stewart was like. You know, she had that extra, like, ugh, thing to it, you know, that was just devastating and impacting at the same time. So, uh, yeah, Kristen right, Stewart. Leo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Jessica Chastain recently took the SAG Award, and I want to say the Critics' Choice for Best Actress. I think she's got a lot of steam recently. So I think it has really propelled her up, in at least in my perspective, of chances to win this this category, I I'm kind of confused on why people are running over to the Penelope Cruz. To be honest, like there had just been an uptick of interest in her winning this category. Look, she was great in Parallel Mothers. Don't get me wrong, but I I don't think she snagged anything major this year. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think she's gotten anything major for that role. Um, I, I think with the eyes of Tammy Faye, like we had been saying, like you had said about Will, I think it's another kind of, it's your time. She's had several nominations, uh, the help for supporting, and then what, uh, Zero Dark Thirty was the other for actress, I think. Mm-hmm. But this would be, I think this would be a, a deserved win for her, but man, Kristen, personal pick right there. I, I mean... She just really put her all into this, I felt, and she made me feel so anxious and just so oof, I closed in with her. I mean, she really put up a great performance, and 
I will say she's been sweeping the smaller critic awards, like the local critic awards. She's been sweeping the heck out of that stuff. But I just haven't seen her really take any W's in the most major award shows. So it's it's a little sad to see her lose because I would love to see her win this. But my prediction just realistically is Chastain and she's really picked up steam lately. Yeah, that's kind of where I was. I would love, listen, I would be so hyped if Kristen ran up in and snatched that (laughs) and won on Sunday. She has been campaigning hard. I will tell you that um, since the nominations came out, Uh, I got, don't let it be Nicole Kidman. That's See, my... and that's my my worry is like, okay, the safe choices for the Academy are Nicole Kidman and Olivia Coleman. So I'm like, well, uh. and Olivia, I just, uh, yeah, Olivia just won so recently, and I didn't love the Lost Daughter. I do think she's very good. I think she's mm-hmm. very good in the film, but I just, nah. I mean, I would be good with Jessica Chastain winning. I'm, I'm, I am on board. I'm fine. It's it's again. Plus, I would annoy those... a certain somebody. So yes, that we would all love. Uh oh, uh oh. Honestly, I would be good with Jessica Penelope or Kristen winning. I would be happy with Penelope. I just like you said. I don't know where these uh, outside predictions running over to Penelope have really come from, um, but I think it'll be Jessica. Uh, but really, this category has been so scattered the entire award season that. I, I predict Jessica with a, a certain level of of feeling good, but also not. <laughs> so we'll see Sunday. But now we go to another locked category, uh, and that is best director across the board. 100%. We all agree. Jane Campion has this one in the bag. Leo? Jane Campion, it, it, she knows she what she said about the Williams sisters was foolish and i'm so glad that she came out and apologized very sincerely and we forgive you jane but uh she has been snagging up all the major awards for direction she is absolutely a lock here um i I don't blame them i mean i think the power of the dog was well directed i did think the uh drive my car was as well kenneth Branagh for belfast and how personal that felt to him brought a lot of great direction to that movie, but I just think it's easily going to Jane Campion. And I think this would be the first consecutive female wins back to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa. Yeah. Um, I also think it's going to be Jane Campion. Uh, though I gotta say like my, I like Belfast for this more like in terms of personal pick, um, just like Leah was saying that, that personal aspect, that personal element for uh, Brana for this film, I think brought something, extra to his direction of it uh because he was you know it was you know semi-autobiographical you know like he was seeing himself in this film and so uh i think that brings something different that like jane campion wouldn't have been able to bring to power of dog um but i do think she's taking it like you guys said she's been kind of sweeping everything the hype behind her and that and i would love to have another uh you know, woman get uh, directing here. And like Leo said, this will be the first back-to-back. She'll only be the third ever. Um, and so uh, back-to-back going with Chloe Zhao, like that, that's pretty awesome. So even though like I don't like the film as much, um, I would love to see uh, Campion get this one. 
And she also has an air of it's her time to, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. You know, she's the first female to get multiple nominations in this category. Um, and it's what, nearly 30 years from her last nomination. And she's been around a long time. So I think I think she's well beloved in all the senses. And I think she's got this one. And she lost to Spielberg last time. Is going to beat him this time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, now we are quite split, like I think a lot of people are, when it comes to best picture. But ultimately, our group, let's see. Ooh, these, Of course, they put the two reds that are so close together on this dang chart that they give me on this freaking thing. But ultimately, our group, with 57%, went with Coda for oh. best picture. And 43% going with... The Power of the Dog. Pretty much the two that we're all like racking our brains on who's going to come out on top come Sunday. But the final prediction for Cinemania is Coda. Alyssa, what do you think of that? So I I love that prediction. I didn't predict that, but uh, I would love for Coda. That is easily my personal pick. um, And I think it would be amazing if Coda took it. It's, you know, of these nominees, like I got to say, like I... You know, it's not like I love Best Picture nominees every year as it is, but this is probably one of the weakest or like one of the the years where I didn't like the movies the most, you know, like Coda is the only one that I truly loved, you know, of these films. I I liked a couple others, you know, I liked King Richard. Um, I liked uh belfast king yeah belfast really i just liked king richard you know belfast was okay i i did like belfast but but didn't like it that much but the rest i (laughs) nope or nightmare alley was okay belfast and nightmare alley were okay west side story eh. but like i didn't know Alyssa was gonna cap off this uh (laughs) this show with a reading session now um (laughs) but i i do think ah I don't know. Like, I love that Coda has been gaining so much steam over these last couple of weeks here. And like we were saying, I mean, geez, like the, you know, it probably us predicting it probably winning its other two categories like that. That's that's a good sign. And like, I could see it leading up to, um, you know, having like Troy Coatser getting it and then leading into Best Picture. It would be awesome. I really hope Coda gets it. But I just I think the power of the dog was getting too much, you know, too many wins earlier. And then also, if Jane Campion's getting the directing, those two often kind of go together. And so um, I I don't understand it. I, I don't think Power of the Dog should be best picture, but I think it will be. All right, Leo. Yeah, I think Coda's picking up a lot of steam because of its recent wins. And I think that, I mean, look, it was what, the PGA that it ended up winning? I mean, I think that that's... That's a, a a surefire sign to propel it forward. So I think it's between the two, Coda and the Power of the Dog. I'm with Alyssa. I'm like, eh, I I loved Coda and King Richard, and then the rest of the list is either between liking, not liking at all. Wish Licorice Pizza wasn't even in here. Wish West Side Story wasn't in here either. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and don't look up. I don't think really deserve to be on the lineup either, but you know, I, I, I would be happy with Coda winning in the power of the dog. I, I, it's a well-crafted film, even though I was not high on it. I was not heavy on it. 
I could see why it will win. And I think it is well-crafted. I think the cinematography is great. The direction is fantastic. And if Jane gets it, typically you get the director picture win. So I think that's why it has such a heavy chance. And I think even in the beginning with the smaller critic awards and some of, some of the major ones, I mean, it was picking up a lot of steam and wins. So I think that it still has quite a bit of chance. And then Coda, there's no nomination for direction actress it's only got picture supporting actor and adapted so it just really doesn't have a lock on that many categories like the power of the dog does so i think the power of the dog is going to get it because of how much steam it has had the entire season it's gotten wins and it's nominated in so many other categories and director lock i just think it's a lock for the power of the dog even though i would love to see coda take it i think the power of the dogs is she win for it Oh, he says shoo-in and everything. All right, I'm one of the ones who went Coda. Uh, I switched it up. That PGA, it got me too shook. I felt all this this momentum. I really think with, with the preferential ballot, I think helps Coda a lot. Instead of just who do you vote for for best picture, I think Power of the Dog would win. Um, but since the Academy has to rank them, I really think Coda is going to be near the top or top half on every, you know, everybody's list. And Power of the Dog, I think, will have a lot of first places. It will be high on quite a bit of people's lists. I just, I think more people are going to go with Coda than they're going to go with Power of the Dog. So that ultimately is why I went with Coda for my win. Um, but I mean, we, we're coming down to it. This is one of them years where I I won't be shocked either. Which I'll be shocked if somebody else wins. If, like, Nightmare Alley gets called, <laughs> I'll be stunned. Uh, don't look up. <laughs> if don't look up. Oh, oh, listen, it's not it's not my pick. But low-key, I would live for the Twitter meltdown. <laughs> one picture, Twitter would go into a frenzy and I would be living for it. Well, wasn't Twitter like talking it up because it won the WGA? It it did win the WGA. So, I mean, like, eh, I don't think that's Honestly, a lock. Like, so, yeah, I think, you know, don't look up really none of the others. The only other ones, maybe, you know, Belfast had some momentum early, but it fell off pretty pretty significantly pretty hard yeah. um king richard also kind of had it for a minute but that fell off hard dune lost its real momentum when it didn't get the director nomination people were like oh oh okay then i guess this isn't really the contender for best picture that was a snub no. don't you guys think well yes but Alyssa's like nah i'm good leave leave denis at home <laughs> Oh, I like Dune. I, I was talking about the, the list. I like Dune. Uh, but no, I think uh, I, I fly, flip-flopped a lot, too. I was with y'all. I was flip-flopping. I didn't know what to do right up till I did my predictions, but I settled in on Coda, and I'm, I'm going to ride out the, the feel-good train to the end, and that will also cause a Twitter meltdown because they've yeah. already been acting out over coda becoming like this new front runner i don't even Ooh, understand that, it i don't understand the backlash like it's they are mad on <laughs> they are mad and they are gonna be furious if it beats power of the dog for best picture 
so low key, it makes me root for Coda a little bit more. But uh, so that's <laughs> those are our predictions. Oh wait, I have, I have one concerts. more prediction yeah. actually. They're gonna Uh-oh. end the night with Best Picture as they should. Oh my god! <laughs> Please do. Uh, oh man, if that they do that, year, mess. That's what I don't get. Uh, I mean, I get it because they're out of touch. But I'm like, come on now. The with the production you all put on last year, that hot ass mess that was the Oscar production last year. Are you really like questioning why your show is faltering? Like, it's not because you presented all of the awards, Academy. Stop it. Like, just look at last year's show and what a mess it was, and you'll see the problems you need to fix. Thank God they knew too, because they came out quick and were like, "Don't worry, we'll be concluding with best picture." <laughs> yeah, don't ever move it from there again. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but that was it. Those were our Cinemania World uh, quote unquote official predictions for the Oscars. We'll see how we do. Uh, thank you all for listening through. I hope we're at least a little bit excited for the show tomorrow night. If you have cable. Otherwise, it's time to make a new email and sign up for that Hulu Premium account. Yep, yep. Because you better have some sort of access to a TV or something. But, Alyssa, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Uh, Yeah, you can find me at Mainly Movies on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd. Um, I will be doing some more Oscar uh, stuff coming up. I have my own uh, Oscar prediction video already up. I have uh, rankings of all of the the shorts, um, the animated documentary, and live action. So if you uh, are like, I think, a lot of people and haven't seen those, um, you can at least kind of get a sense and and hear all about Bestia. Um, And uh, I'll be doing kind of a uh, post-Oscars reaction kind of recap uh, as well. So find me at Mainly Movies. All right, Leo. It was great talking with y'all. Some Oscars predictions, guys. Uh, Come on over to YouTube.com. Type in Geekly Goods and you can find me there. I will be doing a live stream of the Oscars. I'm not going to be actually live streaming the program, but we'll be reacting, checking it out. So come on over to the channel. Let's check it out together because I, after this is done, y'all, there's no no more talk about this season. I am moving on. But we also got Moon Knight this week. We got Morbius this week. Guys, two different studios, both Marvel. Let's talk about them. Come on over. And if you're on Twitter or any other social media app, I'm at Leo Rydell GG. Thanks again, Larry. All right, and you can find me at Chili Boy Productions on YouTube. I also did an Oscar predictions as well as ranking the Best Picture nominees. And, of course, we'll have some sort of recap and review of the ceremony itself. And you can follow me on Twitter at ChiliBoyYT, Instagram at Chili Boy Productions. Make sure to follow the Cinemania World page on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well for all of the latest when it comes to the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening through our predictions, and we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>